Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, clubbers, and happy International Women's Day. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club. The advice for self care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being, or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self Care Club. Today is International Women's Day, a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural and political achievements of women. Woohoo! The day also marks a call to action for accelerating gender equality. Today, activities witnessed worldwide as groups come together to celebrate women's achievements or rally for women's equality. Marked annually on March 8th, International Women's Day is one of the most important days of the year to celebrate women's achievements, raise awareness about women's equality, lobby for accelerated gender equality and fundraise for female-focused charities. Lovely. The campaign theme for International Women's Day 2022 is hashtag break the bias. Whether deliberate or unconscious, bias makes it difficult for women to move ahead. Knowing that bias exists isn't enough. Action is needed to level the playing field. International Women's Day has occurred for well over a century. A century? A century. I've only been aware of it the last few years. Yeah, but they didn't have hashtags back in the 1940s. How long have you been aware of it? Since 1936. No, you <laughs> Which is when you were when born. I was born. Because <laughs> you listened to what Radio was it? Radio 4 plays. International Women's Day has occurred for well over a century with the first gathering held in 1911. Purple, green and white are the colours of International Women's Day. Purple signifies justice and dignity. Green symbolises hope. White represents purity, albeit a controversial concept. The colours originated from the Women's Social and Political Union in the UK in 1908. I wasn't born then. International Women's Day... But you do (laughs) act like you were sometimes. You're so mean. (laughs) International Women's Day is not country, group or organisation specific. No single government, charity, corporation, academic institution, network or media hub is solely responsible for IWD. The day belongs to all groups collectively everywhere. Yeah. Gloria Steinem, world-renowned feminist, journalist and activist, once explained, the story of women's struggle for equality belongs to no one single feminist, nor to any one organisation, but to the collective efforts of all who care about human rights. So, International Women's Day is your day and to do what you can to truly make a positive difference for women. But do we still need an International Women's Day in 2022? Well, unfortunately, yes. There's no place for complacency just yet. According to the World Economic Forum, sadly, none of us will see gender equality in our lifetimes. (laughs) And I'm not surprised to hear that. And it's likely that nor will many of our children. In fact, gender equality will not be attained for almost a century. Whoa. 
That's a very depressing fact on International Women's Day, where we're especially considering we are 50% of the population. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And when I say things like, oh, well, you know, sanitary towels would be free if men had periods. Obviously. Period poverty really fucks me off. Yeah. Actually. I agree. Just the fact that we have no option but to bleed from the age of 12 to 50 and we have to pay every month to deal with that. Yeah. And if you can't afford to pay for that, what, do you do? what are you supposed to what do? What are you supposed just, to do? Ugh. But men would not have to pay for that. Of course they bloody And wouldn't. by the way, there's only just starting to talk about the menopause and how to support women properly through the menopause. That is only a conversation that's been going for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Now, if men suffered with the menopause and went through the menopause, I can guarantee there would be a lot more support and information out there from hundreds of years ago. I'm sure you're right. But anyway, anyway, in celebration of today, Nicole and I tested out gathering in the sacred feminine space of a sister circle. And today's show is all about how we got on with that. Well, we were talking about International Women's Day, weren't we? And we really wanted to acknowledge International Women's Day in a way that, in how we do things. Yeah. Because this is what we do. So we have to do International Women's Day through self-care. And mm-hmm. how could we do that? Mm-hmm. And we did come up with a few things. What did we do last year? Last year we did sisterhood. Yes. As a whole. Yes. And we wrote a letter to uh, the woman, a woman that we most admired. Two women. And actually that was a beautiful practice. I Wasn't really it? liked that Two week. women. Yeah. It was a great week. God, that was a year ago. Yeah, a whole year ago. Oh, and you cried I did on the cry. podcast. I did So cry. if you want to hear Lauren crying, go back over oh a year. Oh my, what is wrong with her today? <laughs> it's not nice. I'm just so mean. I, I am a bit scratchy If you'd today. like to hear me sobbing, <laughs> go back a year It was a lovely, lovely week, truly. And here we are again. Yeah. So we came up with the sister circle. Yeah, we did. We were very lucky to be invited to join a sister circle. In fact, it was gathered for us. Was it? Yes, it wasn't kind of, there wasn't really one in the pipeline, but the facilitator said that she knew if she put one on in London, she would be able to gather enough women to make one. So she she gathered it for us. And for confidentiality reasons and out of respect for the women in the group, it was requested that we didn't mention the name of the circle or the facilitator's name. She felt quite strongly about that. Um, She just wanted to promote that sister circles existed and to encourage women to join them, but she didn't want um, promotion for her own particular one. But the intention of these circles is to help people share their stories to better understand themselves. So this facilitator creates events to enable deeper connection and community between women, creating spaces in a big city for the magic of sisterhood. It's an evening for women to come together, be seen, be heard, and experience a creative, expansive evening of truth-telling, healing, and transformation. Lovely. Grounded in the primal and magical tradition of storytelling, the session is designed to deepen your sense of connection to yourself and others, and experience the simple joy that comes from knowing that we're all in it together. Yeah, there's something very special about that. And as she explains, communities have been gathering to tell each other stories since the beginning of time. Stories are the fabric that knit our lives together, strengthening our bonds to one another through the universal themes of humanity. Stories surround us, empower us, comfort us, and deepen our sense of compassion and connection. The act of telling our stories is one of the most simple and life-affirming experiences we can enjoy together. The premise of the evening is to come together in a cosy, gentle gathering to quiet the mind and soften into the experience of sitting in a circle with no pressure or expectation to speak or perform. 
You are invited, if you wish, to share a story or a set of thoughts on a theme relating to womanhood. The discussion is led. It is just asked that you bring openness and the desire to connect. She notes, the space can feel cathartic and healing, but it is not a formal therapeutic space. The evening will allow you to reconnect to the simple magic of speaking and listening with no agenda. So what is the benefit of a sister circle? Well, having the experience of being heard and supported by other women is a deep-rooted need that all women have. It provides a safe space for your truest self to emerge and a place to show up where you're held and nurtured and where you get to do the same for another woman. It unlocks our power and potential as individuals and as a community. And when you experience the undivided love, support and attention of a group of women who are fully present to you in that moment, you're reminded not only of who you truly are, but of what we are capable of as women when we stand together and support one another. The validation and affirmation that comes from being truly seen by another person is what makes sisterhood so powerful and meaningful. I'm nod, nod, nod. Nicole is nod, nod, nodding. (laughs) I'm like a nodding dog. I am. I agree with all of it. Yes. So how did you feel going into this sister circle or the thought of going to a sister circle? I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. I love these sorts of things. And since my coaching course, which took up about two years, it's not often I get to be in that space Mm -hmm. anymore. And with COVID, it just hasn't happened. And all the spaces that are created were online, virtual. Mm, Yeah. And it's not the same. No. And actually, this was their first in real life event. Yes. Wasn't it? In over two years. In over two years. Yeah. So that was quite something. Yeah. How did you feel going into it? I just had no idea what to expect because we did one this time last year and you facilitated it, but we did it with people that we knew and there were only five of us. So we each brought a couple of people, didn't we? One or two people in. Yeah. And we did it on Zoom. Yeah. And that was uncomfortable, but fine because it felt very safe because they weren't strangers. This was very different. Yeah. Because we were going to a home, someone's home, And we did not know anybody there, including the facilitator. We had never met anyone in that room. No. No. So that was... I had no idea what was going to happen. I've never done this before. So I didn't know the rules. I didn't know the vibe. I didn't know. No. And actually, (laughs) where should we begin? Should we do this together? In the cab on the way there? Yeah. We've actually got a voice note. Yeah. Right. We are... 24 seconds away from walking into the sister circle late we are very late we're very late because there the traffic has been hideous so we don't really know what we're walking into but we know that we're walking in late (laughs) i feel very apprehensive walking into a group of women that i don't know late and i have no idea what's going to happen and the first thing we have to say is sorry no i'm not i am I don't know if I am. I don't want to walk in and say sorry. It's a horrible beginning to an evening. No, well, what we'll do is we'll walk in and say thank you so much for waiting. waiting for us. Yes, let's do that. That's called self-care. <laughs> let's take our own advice, okay, shall yes. we? <laughs> but actually, it was fine because they they did know each other from circles. So they were all chatting and they were so happy to see each other. Everyone was in there making tea yeah. and having a biscuit and it was totally fine. So we fine. weren't actually late and it was fine. I did say thank you for waiting. Did you? I did. I just said hello. <laughs> but you were right. Don't walk in and apologise for your presence. That's just not a good way to kick yeah. it off. I'll tell you one thing. I did feel palpable relief in my body at her email before we went, which said there is no expectation to 
or like there's no expectation or pressure to share. Yes. Okay. She, so she, I wrote it down. She said, there is no expectation to prepare anything, to be anyone in the space, just simply the invitation to soften into a space where you will be held to share any stories that you feel you would like to speak aloud. Mm. So immediately I was like, ah, oh, okay. So after everyone made themselves a cup of tea, we went into the living room. It was a beautiful house. Beautiful house. It was all, there were plants everywhere. It was it had a very a beautiful sort of chi to it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Amazing energy. The lighting was very low. There was the beautiful centerpiece in the middle of the circle with loads of candles and flowers and pebbles. pebbles. Yeah. It was really beautiful. There was a fire burning. Yeah. There were cushions and sofas and chairs. So you did feel relaxed. The Very. Mi- the minute you went in. Yeah. Um, some of the women knew each other. Yeah. Some of them didn't. There were 11 women. Oh, was it 11? Yeah. And we all sat down in the circle. I didn't sit next to you. I sat no. opposite yeah. you. And the facilitator began by doing a short meditation. Mm-hmm to kind of bring everyone present and bring everyone in. Mm. And it quietened your mind and it was very relaxing and it was very nice. Mm. And then she kind of said, I don't want to use the word expected, but how it works, how the circle was going to run. Yeah. And you can share or not. And if there's silence in the circle, there's silence and that's okay too. Mm. And then she opens the space for people to share. And then no one said anything for quite a long time. Which was fine. Totally fine. But weren't you thinking, well, I'm not going to be the first one to share. I definitely wasn't ever going to open it up myself. Definitely not. But there is such an irony that my job here with you involves speaking endlessly and (laughs) entertaining and being like on, switched on. And it's really tiring to be on all the time. Because you want to take a nap. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just mean like the other nine women in the room were complete strangers to me. So they had no expectation of who I was or my personality or that it's very... There was, there was no expectation for you to be anything or anybody. Yeah, and that was very freeing Yes, in that room. Yes. But on the flip side, I am never the quiet one, the shy one, the shrinking violet. I'm always the chatty one in a group where I will always kind of bring the group together with humour and chat. And so to be silent also felt unnatural so it was a bit of a dichotomy it's not a natural way to communicate no so what happened was the first lady shared something after about probably three minutes of silence which is quite a long time of silence yeah but it was a comfortable silence totally yeah I was just sitting there thinking, right, I'm not going to share first. I'm just going to be here, just be present, just relax, just mm. calm. Because mm. it was quite stressful before we got there. Yeah, very. The motorway was closed and yeah. it like clogged up the whole of and we'd London. we'd had a terrible afternoon, both of us. It had taken us two hours to come back from the school run. We were so stressed. Yeah. So it was nice just to be there peacefully. Yeah, very nice. One of the ladies opened up. Yeah. She spoke for... Three, three minutes? Three, four minutes. Yeah. She shared. Yeah. And then that's kind of how the circle went. And then there was silence and then someone else would share, maybe yeah. after about a minute of silence. Yeah. And it, as the evening progressed, mm. I kind of got a sense of who was going to share next. Did you? Yeah. I really didn't. At all. I did. And it happened quite a few times. Oh. And I thought, oh, it's going to be her turn now. Oh, no, I didn't get that. I didn't know the rules. Okay. Laura messed up a little bit. That was problematic. (laughs) Facilitator forgot to say, and this was an incredibly important piece, that if you haven't been in one of these circles before, 
you actually do need to know. Yeah. When someone speaks and shares, you are not to respond. You are not to give them a cuddle. You are not to hand them a tissue. You are not to do anything apart from witness and receive what they are saying. And you're also not allowed, A, not respond, but B, give advice. And I did not know this because no one had told me this. And as you say, it's a very unnatural thing (laughs) because normally in a flowing conversation, I will share something with you. You will respond to me. And if appropriate, And it goes backwards and forwards. Yeah. But it wasn't, it's not a flowing conversation. No. Someone shares. Yes. And what happens is they pick up a pebble or an item they brought with them and they hold it in their hand and they share. Mm. And when they're done, they put the item back down. Yeah. so that you know that they are done. Then there is silence, and then when someone else feels called for, called towards sharing, they will pick up the pebble and they will share. Yeah, That's how it works. Yeah. But you don't respond to what someone else has just said. You are sharing from your own life, your own heart, your yeah. own soul, your own experience. And my God, it was fascinating. As the evening went on, you got a greater sense of people in their lives yeah. and what they're dealing with. Things in their lives that even if you had known them maybe for five years, 10 years, they may never have shared with you or anyone. And that was, that kind of blew my mind. I found it very humbling. I found it fascinating. Just, you know, some things were quite, I don't want to say banal because they were very meaningful to the person, but they weren't big things. But some of them had these like quite big reveal. I would say it's like a big reveal, like a confession almost. And... I was like, whoa. I mean, a couple of the ladies made me cry. Yeah. That's how moving it was. And some were really funny. Yes. And some were very heartfelt. Yes. And some were sad. Yes. I was shocked at how much private stuff they shared. I wasn't. I found that shocking. I totally didn't. Okay. And I think if if you weren't there, Mm. I probably would have shared more. Interesting. I don't think... I would have been any different had you not been there. I I can only kind of tell you from my experience, I felt so uncomfortable not responding, especially to one woman. You did respond. Well, (laughs) because you know, the silence doesn't feel like an acknowledgement. I don't feel, it didn't feel like what she voiced was acknowledged. And it really like bubbled up in me because I thought she shared something and it needs to be validated. Like she shouldn't sit there with the feeling that what she's expressing, she is alone in that. I just, I found that really hard, almost impossible. And we spoke about this in the cab on the way home, didn't we? And we shared a cab with another lady because we were all going in the same direction. And she made a very good point. She said, I would hate someone to acknowledge what I've just said in one of those circles. I would hate them to make try and make me feel better about it or it would make me really uncomfortable. And I agreed with her actually, because if I'm having a moment where I, and I did have a moment in there where I shared something really personal and I actually don't really want to bring it here. This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. 
Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. I shared something very hard for me to admit and to say out loud. I wouldn't want someone to go, it's okay, it's this, it's that, you're fine, you're you're doing a great job, you're doing that. I would have hated that. Okay. Or for me, having shared something very intimate, mm. there was something so liberating to voice it, just okay. to get it out and to know that I was in a place where no one was going to say anything afterwards. I could just say it freely with no expectation, <sighs> no need to have to justify what I've just said because someone might have translated it in a completely different way or interpreted it in a different way to what I meant. All of that, because that can happen in conversation. Mm. There was just something about saying, this is what I am dealing with right now and I find it hard. And having 10 other women sit there and witness it was incredible. So the girl next to me cried at one point. She spoke for a second time, I think, and she cried. And I really struggled not to just put a hand on her leg or on her arm. And just a touch, just a touch. Not a sob, not like, oh, don't cry or give her a tissue or anything like that, but just like to put a hand of comfort on her. And I felt quite cruel not doing that. I know you're going to say that's your discomfort, that's all about you and how you're not comfortable watching other people cry. I watch people cry all the time, I'm okay with that. Well, it is your discomfort. But it felt it's like... It's your discomfort of not being able to comfort her, but you don't know what she needed. Firstly, you, you don't know her. I don't know her. So you don't know, like I'm telling you in that moment, what I needed yeah. was just people to witness it. Yeah. If someone had put a hand on me, I don't know, I would have felt so much more exposed and vulnerable. I just felt it was so uncompassionate. I felt cruel to just sit there. That circle and that space was so compassionate, was so understanding, was so open. But how do you know? Because no one's telling you that they understand and that they feel compassion or they're just inside their head judging the fuck out of you for what you've just said. You don't know that. People aren't going there to judge the fuck out of you. I know they're not. And also this comes back to a practice that we talk about a lot in in my job and your job, which is holding space. Yes. And that is such a gift to give to someone that holding space but I think you can hold space and have compassion and I think it's human nature but holding space is compassion but by putting a hand on her you're shifting the energy somehow you're changing it up you're doing something that you're comfortable with because you're not asking her if that's what she needs I want to I can't when I say I want to believe you I'm not sitting here saying I feel like you're lying but (laughs) I want to believe you in that but to me when you say it it just sounds like woke bollocks like I just think when someone is in floods of tears and having shared something that they say themselves is painful to just put a hand on their leg is not so in my in my training yeah that was a real no-no I just don't get that I don't get it so 
when someone is sharing something with, when someone is sharing a part of their soul yeah. with you, I'm, yeah. only, I'm only going on how I've been trained yes. as a coach. When someone is sharing a very intimate, deep part, and she was, mm. she was sharing yes, something she was. very difficult. It was very painful. It was very painful yeah. for her. And it was, it was very painful to listen to yes, because you was. could see how difficult it was yes. for her. She was voicing something that she probably doesn't ever voice. Mm. She was talking to something and she has had got to a place where she felt that she could voice it. Mm. Now that in itself can be freeing and healing. If you put a hand on her, she mm. could have interpreted that to stop talking or it's okay or what you don't know how she's going to interpret that and you it is not your job to change the energy in that moment or to change her space in that moment because she is in charge of her own space. She is in charge of her own storytelling. And it's not for you to, to shift that. You need to allow her to be in the space that she's in so that she can get to the place that she can get to by herself. It's very empowering. It's like it's if a client hard. is crying yeah. and I hand them a tissue, yeah. that is such a no-no in coaching because it's, it's my discomfort. Because when I hand her a tissue, she takes the tissue, she says thank you, there's like a little transaction and all of a sudden something's broken in that moment. We're not we're not in the same space that we were two seconds or, or ago. Or so you're just not getting snot on your sofa. I mean, you know, to me, I, I don't I, I can't You're breaking I can't where get, some I can't you're breaking where someone is at and it is your discomfort. And it is not helpful. But it might the, be their discomfort that they've their nose is running and actually they really would appreciate and like a tissue. Because that's a horrible feeling to have your makeup smeared so and you your put nose a running. You put the tissues on the fucking Fine. table. Fine. Right? So but they, I'm down but, with that. But, but they yeah. are resourceful and whole enough yeah. as a yeah. person that they yeah. can take that tissue themselves. Yeah. Or they are resourceful and whole enough in that yeah. moment when she's crying in a, in a circle of 11 women to ask for whatever it is she needs. So how did you feel when you shared? Because you shared, I'd say like half, I don't know, a third of the way through. Yeah. You shared. Yeah. How did that feel? I was really surprised at what came out of my mouth. Oh, were you? You didn't like think, I'm going to share this. It well, just were, bubbled up. As you're listening to people, mm. thought, different thoughts are going through your head yeah. and the conversation is changing because everyone's yeah. sharing something completely yes. different. Yes. yes. So then you think, oh, because it brings up something for you yeah. when they share something. Yeah. So it kept changing. Mm. And I thought, there was never a point where I felt desperate need to share something. Mm. But I shared something about parenting and... I felt like I woke up the next day feeling very heavy-hearted. Oh, did you? That's interesting. I woke up in quite a bad mood, actually. Mm. And it really took most of the day for it to shift. And I couldn't understand why I felt so heavy. Mm. I can only assume it was... I felt... This is not on you, by the way. This is... What I'm going to say is, is my, my stuff. Sure. I felt very exposed because you were in the room. Okay. If I was in a group full of women who I'd never met... And who you'd never see again. I'd never see again. Yeah. I, it makes no difference to me. Mm. So isn't that interesting? I'm much, I would have felt better or, I don't know, more comfortable sharing with a room full of women than I did with one of my closest friends. Interesting. I, I do understand that. I do understand it. Yeah. I just didn't feel called to kind of, I just didn't. So I found it really interesting when you spoke. You are not someone who likes to be vulnerable. No. You've openly admitted that. I don't. So for you to come to that circle and share something vulnerable and exposing, you were never going to do that. You just weren't. I don't think I was. No, I think that's pretty accurate, to be honest. No. And there was a part of me 
that felt, and I'm being so honest. You have to be honest because that's totally like there was a part of me that after you shared, yeah, I felt quite irritated. Oh, okay. (laughs) Again, okay, my totally my stuff because I'd already shared. And I felt I'd shared something very vulnerable, which was my choice. Yeah. And it is your choice what you share. Yeah. So I'm not saying it's reasonable for me to have felt that way. Yeah. I, I just felt very exposed in front of you with what I had said. And then it you... wasn't something to be totally honest that I hadn't heard before from you or versions of. Like, I wasn't shocked. I didn't hear it and go, oh, I never knew that about Nicole. Like I But it was still I knew but it was that. still a big thing for me. Sure. Right. So, and to say it in front of 11 women and to be witnessed yeah. in that way, there was all of that stuff going yeah. on. So then when you shared, well, you didn't really share. You kind of responded to someone and said, Oh, I'm not responding. You were talking I, I, about I, someone else. I, I picked up my pebble and I said, I don't know if you're allowed to, like, basically, everyone in the circle had shared, bar me and one other woman. And I wasn't sure if she was ever going to speak. And she did actually, but it was just the two of us left. And, and by this point, I thought, Okay. Now I'm uncomfortable at being in silence for so long. Now that's feeling, that's not not natural and it's not sitting well with me because it's not who I am. And if I don't speak at all, I'm not being genuine here because I'm not a quiet, silent person. So I picked up the pebble and said, I don't know if it's okay to respond. And the facilitator said, actually, it's not. And actually, I should have told you that before we started. Which really shifted the energy and then everyone laughed. Everyone laughed and then I thought... But hold on, no one had laughed at this point. No. We hadn't had a bit of a laugh. It was all quite heavy stuff. Very heavy. Which is also uncomfortable to sit in. So, well, I didn't find it uncomfortable but actually what you did was you shifted something in the room which is not a bad thing. So I said, okay, I won't respond and this isn't directed at anybody but just to say and then I kind of did respond. you did respond. respond. You did respond. And so I guess I kind of broke the rule but... I think when I picked up the pebble, my only intention in picking it up was to make that comment. I didn't pick it up with the intention of, I didn't feel called to share something. And then I kind of, I don't but know. you were never going to share something. I don't know. I sort of, you know, what I said was, I feel like I could pick up a stone and just do a monologue for an hour and take up the whole evening because I'm so used to being in a, like, entertaining and performing. And, and then I kind of chatted for a bit and then put it down and that was it. <laughs> Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I just had a chat. Yeah. To no one in particular. And that was fine because that's what you chose to do in that moment, which you were totally entitled to. Yeah. But I was kind of sat there like, really? Really? I've just exposed my whole fucking heart and soul here and you're talking about nonsense. Well, it wasn't nonsense, but but again, my stuff. So I did find that quite interesting. And it's that... Listen, if you'd have started sharing something really vulnerable, my mouth would have been on the fucking floor. I think you would have cried. I would have loved it, actually, for would you? you. Yeah, I would have loved it's it. It's never going to happen, Nicole. <laughs> I know, because it's because it's not your... That's not the area where you would ever expose yourself. Fuck no. Ever. No. God, no. What I felt when we left was like, I almost felt like my body was going to burst with the not talking to you about it. I felt a physical pent up, like, oh my God, I have to talk to you about what just happened tonight. And then tonight. we couldn't really talk about no, we it. we couldn't. Because... Well, firstly, we we don't ever share yeah. our experience yeah. until we come here yeah. into the studio. And secondly, there was another lady in the car with us, so we, we couldn't been really... in the circle, but I felt that in my body, like a pressure building up that I was so desperate to talk to you and I couldn't talk to you. And it was so hard. It was so difficult. Yeah. But I, I kind of, because I'd had that moment with myself, yeah. I was quite happy not to talk about it in yeah. the cab on the way home. 
I just, I wasn't at all. Because normally I don't feel very uncomfortable about being vulnerable, but I really did. Because of me. Yeah, not because of you, because you're lovely. No, 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 I know what you mean. Because of my presence, Yeah, not because of me being me. Yeah. Mm. Should we summarise? Yeah. Okay, come on then, tell me. Okay. I wrote notes. Oh, you're so cute. Right. This is my kind of dissecting of how the sister circle was for me, right? I realised that in my job, because I hold space for other women, that's what I do, and I support other people's experiences. It's their birth experience. It's not mine. I'm just there. But by definition of being there, being in the room, I am also having my own experience. Of course. Even though it's very clear that the nature of the relationship is this is your birth and your experience and I am just here to witness and support. Obviously, I am experiencing it, right? But I keep it to myself because it is not appropriate obviously, for me to share it in the room, nor afterwards. And I don't have anyone who is there supporting me. It's a very kind of lonely job. And I don't mean that in a sad way, but that's just the fact of it. It is. And I realised that I carry a lot of joy, like 15 years of joy. But I also carry a lot of drama and a lot of trauma because I have seen awful things and whatever I see and whatever the experience whether it's joyful or very dramatic or not or whatever it is I I put it in my pocket and I get in a cab and I go home and I leave it at work and that is what makes me able to do my job and good at my job because I don't make it about me and I don't fall apart and I keep it all together. Okay. And I think... Are you linking this to the sister circle? Yes, I am. At any point. Yes, I am. (laughs) But I think when you absorb a lot of stuff, it makes me quite compartmentalised in my emotions. Not cold, but compartmentalised. And I'm just not very used to sharing how I feel. I don't really like to share how I feel. And really, I genuinely feel like it's nobody's fucking business how I feel. Well, it isn't. Not if you don't want people to know. Of course not. So I guess I find it very hard to understand why women would sit in circle and volunteer very, very deeply personal, sad, hurtful things to a room full of strangers. So to link it, what it made me feel was fine, like very fine, very together, very uncomplicated and very untroubled. And that made me feel very lucky. That was how I I left feeling. And also it made me feel really confident about hosting this podcast because (laughs) it did. You know why? Because I feel like I come here in a place of physical and mental health and I'm not on some quest to heal. And that means I'm able to be objective. And that I think is really helpful. Lovely. Are you doing all your homework? I actually like did work. You actually did. Yeah. Okay, would you like my summary now? I'd love your summary now. I thought one of the loveliest things about it was that you weren't allowed to respond. Okay. And I thought it was incredibly powerful watching women voice experiences that were running through their heads, their hearts, their bodies to a room and just let it be heard. Mm. I thought that was the most magical part of the whole evening. Mm. I didn't have any desire to respond because of that, because I found, and as the evening went on, I got more and more comfortable with it. Mm. I also think there is such magic in a room full of 
feminine energy. I loved that bit of it. I loved that. And I think that that will never cease to amaze me of the resource and the passion and the strength that lives within us women. Yeah. It it will forever fascinate me and humble me. And it was a complete privilege mm. to be exposed to women's hearts and souls. Yes. And I have that in my job too. Yeah. And it's it's my most favorite part that people want to trust their innermost emotions and desires and fears with me. Mm. And that was just on a bigger scale. And I thought Mm. it was beautiful. Mm. I really do get why people want to share in a circle. Mm. I can see why people would find that healing and helpful and supportive because a lot of people don't, maybe they don't feel they have those people in their life that they can speak to or that they get the correct support. Do you feel it was a bit like group therapy? I've never done no. group therapy, so I don't no, know. No, neither have I. No, I you didn't feel like no, that. No, because there was no, there was no conversation. No, there was no conversation. No. It wasn't a conversation. No. It was a sharing no. circle. No. So I loved it. I okay. really loved it. And let me tell you something. Yeah. If and when we have a club. Yeah. I would love to hold a sister circle. You would like to facilitate a circle? I would love to facilitate a sister I'd be circle. really comfortable facilitating it, really comfortable, but it's not something I need for yourself in my life. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need that space. I was totally engaged with hearing it. And I really, really, I agree with you. Like I loved sitting in that room full of women and listening to them. I just found it like incredible the experience of it but I think if I am going to share difficult vulnerable things I want comfort I want acknowledgement I want advice I want those things on your leg if you need it yeah I want that I want that yeah so the big question yeah is it coming in the club Oh, it's definitely coming in the club. It's definitely, you've just said you'd be happy to facilitate it. I would, but it's not a tool I need or want in my toolbox. I I get it. I totally get it. And I think for women who get something out of it, what a wonderful, wonderful thing to have. And I think the lady who facilitated it, she had such an open and generous heart and such a lovely spirit and... She was so sincere with how she held that space and held those women and what she was doing. And I really admired her for that. So I I totally get it, but it's not for me. It's coming in my club. Okay. I loved it. Okay. And I would absolutely do another one. Okay. I really would. Thank you so much for listening. That was our International Women's Day special show on The Sister Circle. We'll be back on Friday where we'll be hearing from you guys and how you feel about a Sister Circle. If you want to get in touch, you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or come find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod and we'll be back on Friday. Bye-bye. <laughs>